Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A group of congressional Republicans have staged a rebellion against Nancy Pelosi and have said no more masks. We'll talk to one of those rebels who told Nancy where she could put her mask rules coming up a little later in the show. And Joe Biden made a really dumb joke about running over a reporter with a truck. Diamond and Silk coming up later with their thoughts on Joe's bad jokes. And Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot says she's glad to do interviews with journalists as long as they aren't white. You can't make this stuff up. But we'll bring it to you all of that and more tonight on Dr. Gina Primetime. Every election, we hear candidates tell us that it's the most important election of our lifetime. Or they go so far as to say it's the biggest election of all time. And these days, it's scary, but it's true. Every election does seem to be the most important election of our lifetimes. Democrats have gained power now, and they would love to plunge the U.S. into the darkness of socialism. And they are pushing changes to our election system that would keep them in power for perpetuity. So 2020 was the most important election ever. And we are quickly approaching the 2022 midterms that will be even more important and 2024 more important perhaps than that. It's scary to be close to this precipice, but in trying times, amazing things happen. And that's what makes it fun to be here with you every single night on Dr. Gina Primetime. Great men and women step up who never would have thought to enter politics before. Amazing patriots like Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and President Donald Trump would never have run for office if the left hadn't pushed them to make that decision. In my home state of Missouri, something is happening that has me pretty hopeful for the future. The U.S. Senate race there is becoming a battle of patriots. Virtually every candidate who has declared so far is aligned with the America First movement and is promising to be more conservative and more MAGA than the next one. So no matter who wins, the seat will belong to a conservative, Trump-loving, America First patriot who has your back. So as you know, our friend and former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens has declared his candidacy. And I've attended some fundraisers down here in Palm Beach for him. And he's as MAGA as they come. And last night, Mark McCloskey, who's been on this show, declared his candidacy for that seat. Now you remember Mark and his wife from the infamous pictures of them facing down a mob outside their home in St. Louis. It's almost like McCloskey didn't make the choice himself to run for office. It's more like the mob chose him. In any other year and any other time, I doubt that Mark McCloskey would have left his nice, comfy subdivision to run for office. And I don't want to dwell on McCloskey. He's an example of how great patriots step up in tough times. We also have Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler, and I know her well. She served with my husband in the Missouri Senate, and several others have jumped into this race. I had several calls asking me if I would get in this race. This isn't just, though, in Missouri. This is a nationwide awakening. Patriots, I want you to be encouraged by this. 
You think back to the Revolutionary War and how government overreach by the monarchy caused patriots to come out of the woodwork to fight the British. They put everything on the line because they were brave and because the events happening around them gave them no choice but to jump into the arena. But this great awakening of patriots we are witnessing is happening all the way down to the local level. School board races have slates chock full of candidates who never plan to run for office. Many of you have called me and said you put your name out there. I have people who were up until now followers of mine on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Clout Hub who've said, you know what, I've decided to run for school board or for mayor or, or for city council. But these people are tired of seeing their children mistreated and they're tired of being disgusted with the anti-American curriculum being shoved down their children's throats. They're tired of seeing their amendments eroded and their constitution being taken advantage of and lied about. And after more than a year of local government overreach, we now see how important city and county level races are. Expect to see business owners tossing their hats in there like never before for local office, people crushed by city and county ordinances as they watched big businesses stay open, as they were deemed essential while little guys were to told, you got to close up shop, you got to mask all of your patrons, you have to abide by the rules that we, big government, tell you to abide by. They're sick of it. The left has awakened the beast. 2022 is going to be a political bloodbath for you, Democrats, and you know it. And that's why you're pushing so hard to do all you can right now before you lose the little taste of power you sharks had. Keep circling, but you're going nowhere. Speaking of patriots, we have Ben Burkwam on the line with us right now, coming to us from the RAV Save America Freedom Tour. Ben, so great to see you. Thank you, Gina. I'm going to try to keep standing. We're alive. We're riding on the bus. I just want to show you this over here. We got Danny Hamilton of Star Coaches leading us on the hi, way. Danny. We're heading down the road here in this in this beautiful. Dr. Gina says hi, Danny. In this beautiful coach here, I've got my my our team, our crew. We've got David Bray, David Bray USA. Veteran. Oh, Dave Bray! I know Dave Bray. Good to see you, man. Dave, I keep saying. Dave's been on my shows going back to, gosh, when I think I did radio back in Alabama. Hi there. But he knew you, she knew you were from back in Alabama. Absolutely. Now, and we have David Shostokas, who's an attorney, constitutional law, uh, just genius, who's along to teach us, educate us. He was the guy who inspired me to learn the first 55 words of the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence that we discussed yesterday. Uh, it's it going to be incredible. And our lighting guy for this episode right here, <laughs> the one and only Jeremy Harold, who's yes, giving us the light. Jeremy Harold. Nothing matters more than lights. <laughs> that's it. Love Nothing it. matters more than lights. So I'm, it's, the, I'm we, the guy. He's the guy. I'm the guy. He's See? the guy. Look. He's the guy. And then in the, in the back, there's this beautiful coach. We've actually got incredible living arrangements here. we got TV. We'll be watching RAV TV, which is all you can watch when you're on the road. The truth, the real truth. And then we've got Love our living it. accommodations back there. We're not going to go back there because there's uh, a guy sleeping. And we don't want to interrupt him, his beauty sleep. So, <laughs> but it's incredible, guys. We're heading, we just had an, a, an awesome event at, in Philadelphia at, where independence was declared. Now we're heading to Liberty University in Lynchburg, 
uh, Virginia, and then on ultimately Oh, that's to beautiful. You're going to have such a great time. It's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, Ben, now listen, earlier I mentioned how the tough times we're going through now are creating these great patriots that are rising up all around the country, just like the time around the revolution caused great patriots to step up. And, and I just want to hear from you. Is that what you're hearing from normal Main Street Americans on your tour, this patriot awakening? Absolutely. Uh, and just to answer, ask you guys that too. So the, what Dr. Jim was just asking or talking about was the, that main, you know, just average citizens waking up, deciding to stand up and fight back uh, and get involved. And we're seeing that. We interviewed some of the people that were out there today that, that are just fed up with what's happening. They're running for office. Uh, Dave Bray, I know you've been on the road. You're a veteran, yeah. and and you, you sing for America, but you're also taking a stand. You you heard what was going on. Jeremy came over here. Come over here, Jeremy. Come back in here, and we'll get you in here as well. What is it that that really is inspiring you guys? And do you think that this generation is ready to be awakened? Well, I I, I got to be honest. I've never seen anything like this. I've been a Republican. I've been a patriot all my life. I come from a I come from a uh, military and a railroad family. So ever since I was a kid, it was red, white, and blue. And I've never seen conservatives, Republicans, or just patriots working together to try to accomplish, to try to save America. I've never seen it like I've seen it now. It's actually like we're doing what the left has been doing all along. It's they had the playbook, except we're doing it the mature way. We're all sticking together and, and, and abiding by the law, but working together. And it's it's truly incredible. Same, I'm sure you see the same thing, right? I mean, we're we're fighting. It's, we're choosing the right things to fight for. Right. I mean, we can all choose what we love. And I want to be. I want fishing to be a national holiday. There should be a national fishing day. No, I love to fish, but more importantly, America. What what does America stand for? What are the founding principles? And to be where we were today, where mm. this country was started, those are the things that I feel like we need to be focusing on, and not our own personal agendas, our own personal identities, and our own personal. Uh, modus operandi, so to speak. So that's what I'm here for. Again, Dave Bray, USA. Go to Dave And also, Dave Chistokas, and do that, DaveBrayUSA.com. Get your CD. Dave Chistokas, working out here. Uh, you know, we met on the road going to... to Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? 
good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now, after more than a year of 15 days to stop the spread, people are tired of wearing masks. And while most mask mandates have been lifted for some reason, Nancy Pelosi likes hers a lot, still feels the need to force House members to wear masks. And several Republicans in Congress, they're simply done with it. Check out this headline from Politico. House Republicans stage rebellion over mask rules. Rebellion, hmm, sounds worse than an insurrection. Several House members took off their masks in protest though, and they are being fined $500 for their first offense, and then $2,500 after that. Those rebel Congress people gathered later on the steps of the Capitol in solidarity and let Nancy know just where she could shove that mask in one of those rebels is with me right now, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. It's so good to see you. I am so proud of you. Always shaking it up out there. $2,500, though, that's going to rack up quickly. What's uh, your end it, goal it, here? It, it, it would wrap up, uh, uh, rack up pretty quickly. You know, I'm really enjoying uh, telling Speaker Pelosi to kiss my mask, though. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> Thomas Massey, Madison Cawthorn, uh, Brian Mass, Beth Van Dyne, and uh, several other colleagues joined me in refusing to wear a mask on the House floor. Uh, Thomas Massey and I both got warnings, and uh, both of our letters ended up in the same exact place, ironically, the trash. <laughs> Leftists <laughs> won't even listen to the bureaucratic, uh, the bureaucrats at the CDC, and it just goes to show that this party's follow the science slogan is a total joke, just like this entire administration, just like the entire Democrat party. Um, they they want to tell you to listen to science and listen to data and facts, but they haven't done that for more than a year. Uh, two weeks to slow the spread turned into communism really, really quickly. Now it's show me your yeah. papers. Uh, but don't forget, Gina, Texas removed their mask mandate two months ago and Sleepy Joe called it Neanderthal thinking. No, sir. Republicans are just following the science. And since removing the mask mandate two months ago, Texas has not reported a single COVID death, not one. So, uh, you know, I, I think that this continuing to enforce masks, uh, any states and cities that refuse uh, to do away with this, they are governing with Neanderthal thinking. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, months ago, of course, as you know, Ron DeSantis dropped the COVID mandates in Florida, and, and we showed that in the counties that mandated them, Congresswoman, um, the COVID cases were actually higher than the counties that did not mandate them. And we show that those charts on this show literally uh, at least three nights a week. Uh, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the thing is that they don't really pay attention to actual science. They talk about science all the time. They don't pay attention to real science. What's the matter with, you know, actually I think Nancy should just keep her mask. I like Nancy's mask. I can't understand half of what she says. And since most of it is Marxist anyway, I think she should just keep it. I think that's fine. But what's the matter with letting those who want to wear their masks wear their masks and not and those who don't not wear their masks? Why, why can't that be the rule there? 
because government is smarter than you, Gina. <laughs> Don't you know? That's been the whole story from the beginning. <laughs> government knows best. Uh, you know, that's literally what we're all tired of, and it's just exp ex exposed the control that they want to have over Americans' lives. I I'm tired of living in fear. Um, you know, we're, we're looking to places like Texas and Florida, and they have been thriving. They're living their best life because Republicans across the country are leading the way to preserve freedom and liberty. And that is what the American dream is all about. Uh, I I'm tired of perpetuating fear and participating in these political stunts. You know, it's okay for me to not have my mask in the halls of Congress, but as soon as I step into the chambers of the House of Representatives, I have to be masked up. Suddenly, it's very dangerous there. I I'm done with it. I'm done with, with uh, the, the logics that don't make sense. You could go over into the Senate chambers, and you don't have to wear a mask there, and that just shows that this is all political. And, you know, I hope when Republicans take the majority <coughs> back and we have a Republican Speaker of the House, um, that they make sure that uh, the uh, that the physician, the attending physician here for uh, for members of Congress is not something that is political. This should not be um, a, a a position that um, shows um, partisan uh, ideologies. Um, it's really sad that we have an attending physician who won't overstep uh, the Speaker of the House and say, look, lady, this doesn't make sense, just like most of the stuff you say, say doesn't. Um, just go ahead and unmask the people. How do these things come about? Like someone sent an email, someone sent a text and said, hey, we're all going to go outside. Who, who thought this up? How did this come about that you guys were going to have this so-called rebellion? Well, we've been talking about it for a really long time, and I, I wish we would have stepped up uh, further uh, sooner. But you know, most of us can't really uh, afford all of those fines. Um, you know, we—I I, I don't think that I can. I, I'm probably the least of um, those who can afford it. You know, and maybe maybe my good friend Beth Van Dyne. Uh, you know, she's one of the fierce female fighters in the House GOP, and uh, she had unmasked a week before us. So I mean, she's up to more than five thousand dollars in fine. And so you know, I think before she goes into the House chambers every day she's uh, debating you know do I prove a point or do I pay the rent uh, so but uh, she's she's through with these arbitrary rules um, but we, we all did gather together and tonight uh, Leader McCarthy will be introducing a privileged re resolution uh, to unmask members of Congress in the House of Representatives. We are able to be unmasked everywhere else, and so I'm really hoping that this passes. Um, but I was proud to stand with Congressman Thomas Massey, Congressman Brian Mask, and uh, so many others um, as we uh, stood firm. You know, if we cede our freedom here in the People's House, what hope is there for the rest of the citizens in the United States? You know, the way the media reports this stuff, you think that this mask rebellion should have been investigated in the January 6th commission. And speaking of that, the House is set to vote on the bill to create that January 6th Capitol riot commission. How is that going to go? How's that going to roll out? <laughs> this is um, this is an absolute joke. We have uh, the, the leader of the Republican Party um, saying that he is not supporting um, this commission. And I, I don't think that we should ever be giving unelected officials subpoena power. Um, they, they're going to just use this um, for, for their political uh, gain, and uh, nothing good is going to come of it. If we are truly investigating um, crimes that take place here, let's start with the baseball practice where Whip Steve Scalise nearly lost his life. Uh, you know, it was just uh, revised in the FBI statements um, that they are no longer calling that incident uh, with, with that terrible sick man who shot 
Steve Scalise, uh, they're no longer calling that uh, a suicide by cop because um, it was brought to their attention uh, that there was absolutely no proof of that. Um, even the police officers that were there were in plain clothes. If, if we're really going to investigate crimes that take place at the Capitol, let's look in to uh, the, the terrorist who killed an officer uh, just a couple of months ago after January 6th. None of that is being investigated, but they're wanting to investigate January 6th. And uh, it just goes to show that they have no, uh, n they, they don't want to find real answers in any of this. There is no real resolve and uh, I won't be supporting it. Do you think any Republicans will? Unfortunately, um, we, we do have uh, a, a handful of Republicans um, that, that I, I don't trust to make the right decision. Um, these may be the same ones who uh, voted to remove a fellow colleague from her committee assignments, um, uh, according to the will of Nancy Pelosi. Um, and maybe these would be the same members of uh, the Republican Party who voted for impeachment, um, this, this crazy sham impeachment that just uh, was rushed through um, this year as, as quickly as possible, and then even after the president had left office, was um, going to the Senate. Um, so there, there are some Republicans who unfortunately don't carry the same um, views and beliefs as the Republican platform, um, but uh, that's okay. There's enough of us who get aggressive to uh, override them and are much louder than them and uh, are, are really reflecting the will of uh, so many millions of Americans. Lauren Boebert, the queen of courage is contagious there in Congress. Thank you so much for towing that line for all the rest of us. We enjoy watching you. Thanks so much, Gina. All right, coming up, mask mandates being dropped around the country, but so many are still forced into masks, like children. What can we do? We're going to tell you. Up next, more Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you right after this. Stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. Now, as mask mandates across the country are being lifted, there are still some being forced to wear masks, even though it defies common sense and the so-called science. So congressmen across this country are getting involved, and one of them is my next guest, Congressman Ted Budd from North Carolina. Congressman, thank you so much for being here tonight. We appreciate it. Dr. Gina, great to be here. Thank you. Congressman, now the governor of your state recently lifted most of the mask mandates, uh, but there are still a lot of healthy people, your constituents, being forced to wear masks like kids in school. So what are you doing about that? Yeah, you know, it, it sent a letter, of course, but really after 428, 428 days, remember that it was 15, time, 15 days to slow the spread? Well, that's over. Yeah. So I sent a letter to, doc, uh, to Governor Cooper and to lift all remaining COVID mandates and restrictions immediately without any exceptions. You know, you can keep dragging it out, but let's just get rid of the exceptions because data is showing that an unvaccinated person does not pose any risk to a vaccinated person. But I think we just need to let North Carolinians choose for themselves whether or not they want to wear a mask. Just follow the science and reopen our state immediately. 
And you and I were talking a little bit before uh, on the commercial, and you said, uh, you asked how my son was doing, and I said his, his school is still mandating um, masks. It's a private Christian academy, and that I am probably going to pull him for that reason. And uh, we were talking about homeschooling. Homeschooling making a huge comeback. I homeschooled my older children. I have five. Many in my audience know. Um, my younger ones, I got a little tired, Congressman, I'm not going to lie, and I sort of uh, grabbed a crutch of a uh, private school <laughs> and uh, did that for a couple of years. But I may just have to pull them back home because I'm just not going to force my children. One got a staph infection on his face. We couldn't get it to go away. I talked to many friends of mine who are physicians who tell me that the incident of uh, facial infections, oral infections, throat infections, and we don't know what kinds of lung issues and all the rest might be caused because of these masks we're going to find these things out in the years to come so homeschooling a big a big issue coming back well you know when it comes to following the science we really wish they would follow all the science and look i just i'm, I'm for parental choice not every uh, family can choose to homeschool or private school or a christian or a religious school uh, but we want our public schools as well just to have good policy we want counties states municipalities just to have good policy, do follow the science. And there's no, there's no evidence that uh, an unvaccinated person poses any risk to a vaccinated person. So it's time to remove all restrictions and let people make decisions on their own. I want to ask you, uh, your district, uh, I'm sorry, rather, in your um, a colleague, Democrat colleague in the House, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, she's not happy with Joe Biden at the moment. She confronted him yesterday and told him he needs to quit supporting Israel. But Biden is really trying to play both sides here. He, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's trying to give this moral equivalency argument we keep hearing in the media. But on the other hand, doesn't seem like he's coming out full force opposing Israel. He's met with Netanyahu, talked to him, so on and so forth. Um, what's the story on Biden and Israel? You know, standing in the middle of the road is a great place to get run over. Uh, but on one side, you've got <laughs> Hamas. And uh, Hamas is a terrorist organization. They're firing thousands of rockets at civilians in Israel. They say they want to destroy Israel. And now look at the other side. You've got Israel. They're the only democracy in the Middle East. They're our friend and our ally. And they're a force for stability in the region. So this really isn't hard. The United States has to stand shoulder to shoulder with Israel. And that's full stop. Very easy answer. Well, and, and on another note, too, the House is set to vote on the bill that will create that January 6th Capitol Commission. Um, I just spoke with Congresswoman Boebert about that. Um, she says some Republicans are going to be in that middle <laughs> middle lane, or as you said, is a good place. I am never going to forget that. I love that. A good place to get run over. Um, how's that vote going to go? You know, there's going to be a few uh, defectors, but it's really about the principle. Uh, Democrats do not or they do want to talk about January 6th and they want to keep relitigating it so that they don't have to defend President Biden's failures. You know, rehashing January 6th, it doesn't put gas in your tank. It doesn't bring down gas prices. It doesn't deal with the, the increasing price of groceries. It doesn't create jobs. It doesn't get our economy going again. It doesn't stabilize our borders. Everything that Biden is not paying attention to is all the reasons that they're for January 6th. Yeah, absolutely true. How many Republicans do you think will drop off and join with Democrats on that January 6th commission? Because, I mean, you know, when you look at the mainstream media, the ones who uh, want to get jobs on MSDNC or CNN or some of the other uh, after their uh, terms are up, 
they might go that way. Yeah, there were 10 that uh, voted for impeachment. So that would be a good starting point is to uh, ask them where they are. Look, I completely disagree with them on that. Um, of course, it's their right to represent what they think their district wants. We are representatives, um, but I'm about representing the 13th district of North Carolina and uh, those back in uh, our great state of North Carolina. So uh, they were not for um, what the January 6th commission stands for, uh, endless subpoenas. Uh, no deadline, no, uh, you know, an extended timeline that could run on and on uh, with no definite, definite stop. So there's some real problems there. Uh, but let's fix what's really wrong here. Uh, let's, let's deal with gas prices, uh, uh, cybersecurity issues. Let's get the economy going again. We've got 8.1 million unfilled jobs and Biden's only helping to create 266,000 jobs from the last jobs report. That's anemic. Uh, we've got American strength that we need to bring back online. And this is January 6th thing is all about distraction and not dealing with uh, President Biden's failures. All right, Congressman Ted Budd from North Carolina. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Gina. Come back again soon. All right, Democrats have a big problem. They want everyone to follow the science, but they ignore the facts and the numbers right in front of their noses. There are some big economic red flags waving right now. And my friend Stephen Moore just posted a great column about all of this called Democrats Follow the Science and Reject Common Sense. And Stephen Moore is here with us now. Stephen, great to have you back. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Gina. Great to be with you. Stephen, Democrats obsessed with the idea of paying people to stay home and not work. And this is great for them because this is this is socialism. They can deny it all they want, but paying people not to work, uh, making people dependent on the system, that's the recipe for disaster you lay out in your column. Call it by any other name. It's still socialism. It's the death of common sense, Gina. You know, you don't have to be a liberal conservative. Uh, you know, you don't have a Ph.D., in economics to understand that the things that we're doing right now are really dumb. So, for example, do you know, Gina, that the first act of Joe Biden when he became president, his first executive order was to kill the Keystone Pipeline? I mean, how dumb does that look today, right? When we, when we have shortages of gasoline, we can't get our oil and gas to the markets, and, and Joe Biden's killing you know, pipeline projects that are needed to transport our you know, valuable oil and gas. Uh, then, of course, they pass a bill Agena that gives people an extra $300 a week unemployment benefits, plus increased food stamps, plus increased, uh, you know, Obamacare subsidies, and now people can make $60,000, $80,000 on an annualized basis, tax-free, uh, if they stay unemployed. And now we've got 8 million unfilled jobs in America. I mean, I could go on and on, Gina, but we're not using logic here and the democrats talk about oh we follow the science but you know when you have eight million on uh, jobs open and small businesses can't get people to work and then you've got the problem of rising inflation which is obvious because we're borrowing two three four trillion dollars well they want to just import people from other countries to come here because then they'll have right. their votes or so they think but Stephen, there was also a disappointing housing report yesterday. Um, what do we glean from that in terms of the future of our economic status here? So housing prices are rising, which in some ways is a good thing for if you're a homeowner, but it's a bad thing if you're trying to buy a house. And one of the reasons that uh, housing prices are going up, especially for newly built homes and housing starts, is because if you looked at uh, 
Do you know what's happened to the price of lumber? <laughs> lumber prices yes. have almost tripled. I mean, we have inflation, folks. I, I see some economists uh, predicting that we're going to have 10 to 20% inflation later this year. I'm not there. I don't think it's going to be that bad. But my goodness, just this last month on an annualized basis, we had inflation rates that are equivalent to what we saw back in, under Jimmy Carter in the 1970s. And again, it, it, it it goes back to all the money we're printing in Washington, all the borrowing, all of this spending, and now uh, Biden wants another $2 trillion spending bill. If they pass another $2 trillion spending bill, we may have 20% inflation. But you mentioned the spending bill. And Stephen, the Democrats use this stuff in a cyclical manner. We've seen it over and over again. Last jobs report really bad. But I don't, mm -hmm. honestly, I don't think Biden and Harris are upset about that because now that gives them the rationale to go out there and market the reasons why they need to spend more, right? They have a good excuse. This is how Democrats govern. This We saw this during Carter over and over again. We've, we've seen it from other Democrats. We saw it during Obama. Well, I mean, I think you are spot on correct. And now with all the spending that they're doing, they want to have the biggest tax increase in American history. And you, you just kind of scratch your head and you say, gee, how is any of this making any sense? I mean, you know, every time we've raised taxes in the past in this country, I mean, Obama raised taxes. That wasn't a very good, healthy thing to do. Jimmy Carter raised taxes. That didn't work out so well. And so you've got the perfect storm, Gina. You got higher taxes, higher inflation. Uh, you know, shortages of things. Businesses are trying to back, get back on the ground. They can't get workers. And, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pity because we've got an economy that's really, really ready to roar. I think we've got the vaccine out there, thanks to Trump, thanks to Operation Warp Speed. All we need from Joe Biden is just to step aside, get out of the way. <laughs> let, the, let the private sector work. Instead, they, the Democrats keep, you know, these explosion of bills that are almost all negative for the economy. All right. You said the economy runs, wants to roar, as you said. Give us that vision. Give us the good news. How can it happen that the economy roars? How can, aside from Biden just getting out of the way, um, how can it happen? Is there any good news on the horizon? Well, what I'd like to see is Republicans really put out an aggressive anti-Biden agenda that really says, look, we want to do the opposite of what Biden's doing. Instead of spending, you know, another $2 trillion in infrastructure, why don't we take the money that was spent on that $2 trillion COVID bill on things like, you know, expanded unemployment benefit and use that money to fix our our, uh, our roads and our highways and, and make sure our bridges are, are safe. You know, the people who, here's the most important point of all, Gina, the people who are being hurt the most by these Biden policies, the increase in unemployment, the increase in inflation are the lowest income people, the lowest people at the bottom of the economic ladder. The people, you know, if they have to pay an extra dollar a gallon gasoline, that doesn't bother Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, but it sure hurts somebody, you know, on a fixed income, maybe $30,000, $35,000 a year, when they have to pay more at the grocery store, they have to pay more at the gas pump, they have to pay more for transportation, all of these things, it really really hammers the people at the bottom. And by the way, Gina, it's the big increase in the gas ta uh, price is like a tax on gasoline. And I thought Joe Biden said he was going to only raise tax on people who make over $400,000. <laughs> Great point. Great point. Calling him out just like you see it. If, if that effort that you're talking about by Republicans is to happen, who do you see leading that? And more than one person is fine. But who are the folks in the in the Republican Party right now that you see uh, taking that leadership position and causing that kind of uh, stir yeah. 
in 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 well, the, in I, the I world love Jim, right you now. know Jim Jordan, who rep, you know represents the conservative wing of the party in the you know Republican House. By the way, we should also turn to our governors. The people who are doing a great job. Uh, in the Republican Party right now are great, great governors, uh, like, of course, Ron DeSantis. And I, I love uh, Re Governor Reynolds in Iowa. And I think Abbott's doing a great job in uh, Texas. We have now 22 Republican governors said, we don't want Washington's money. Don't give us all this money to keep people unemployed. They're turning down the money. That's exactly right. They're, they are opening up their economy, getting their businesses going, and they're saying, Washington, just leave us alone. <laughs> Love it. Love it. They should all just listen to Stephen Moore. Stephen, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Gina. Coming up, some news you didn't know, because we always like to find that for you. And Diamond and Silk have some words for Joe Biden after he made a very bad joke about running over a reporter with a truck. Can you imagine if Donald Trump said that? This is going to be good. And we like to make you smile, so don't miss it. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you right after this. Stick around. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Now, welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. It's time for some news you didn't know. And here to help us always from our RAB headquarters in Denver, Colorado, Jessica Rivera. Jessica, always great to see you. Likewise, Dr. Gina, will Republican Senator Lindsey Graham is criticizing the squad for siding with Hamas terrorists over Israel in the ongoing Israeli-Palestinian attacks. Senator Graham actually says Israel provides more actionable intelligence to the U.S. to keep us safe than probably any single country in the world. Their democracy, Hamas, is a terrorist organization under our law, and they do not represent the mainstream of the Democrat Party yet. I've never been more worried about where the Democrat Party is going in regards to Israel than I am right now, but this makes my blood boil. And Dr. Gina, in all of this controversial fighting in the Middle East, Americans need to realize that between the two, when we back Israel, we back ourselves. If we back Palestine's Hamas, we're rooting against ourselves because Palestine Hamas does not want America to succeed. Israel is democratic and Hamas is a terrorist organization that will only be happy when Jews and Israel cease to exist. So when people say there needs to be a compromise or an agreement, Think about how you seriously get to that point when you have one side who wants to live, Israel, and the other who could really care less if they live or die, Hamas, Palestine. And that is why the Israeli-Palestinian conflict has not been as easy of a situation since Hamas has taken over power in 1987. Because at least the former Palestinian Liberation Organization, or the PLO, they were open to compromise and finally recognize Israel. It took them a while, but at least in 1993, they did it. But Hamas has always stood strong with Palestinian Arabs and the three no's of 1967, which is no peace with Israel, no negotiation with Israel, 
and no recognition of Israel. I know that's simplifying things, but people need to understand that that is basically what we are looking at right now. So I think when our own Americans want to criticize the uh, attacks that are taking place, they need to understand in a very rooted situation that that is basically what's taking place. And it puts that moral equivalency argument that the rest of the media is propagating simply to rest. Jessica, always insightful. Thank you so much. Of course, Dr. Gina. All right, now did you see the video of Joe Biden test driving one of the new Ford trucks in Michigan? Well, that guy does not look like a very safe driver. He even made a bad joke about running over a reporter who tried to ask him a question about Israel. Watch this. Okay, I'm just gonna step on it. I'll come off at 80 miles an hour. We'll see what it is, okay? Ready? Mr. President, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive no, away? No, you can't. So I'm not much you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> I'm only teasing. Okay, here we go. Had President Trump said that, media heads would have been exploding. Here to discuss the dynamic duo, Diamond and Silk. Ladies, what a pleasure to have you here on this show. Great to see you. Oh, thank you, and thank, thank you, you for, for having us. us. Let's start off with Diamond. Uh, what do you think of this bad joke about running over a reporter with a truck? And what if, what if... Donald Trump had said this. Well, you know, this is typical Jim Crow Joe Biden. This mm -hmm. is how he talks. He says whatever he wants to say and thinks he can get away with it. And had this been Donald Trump, all chains and fences would have been uh, opened up and loose in this country, yeah. and they would have been talking about impeaching him uh, for a third time. That's right. And we got to also recognize who Jim Crow Joe is. He's from that Jim Crow era where they say a lot of different things they can care less about a person, about a person's feeling. And it's like they are thinking from their uh, conscious instead of uh, being, excuse me, from their subconscious instead of being conscious about what they are mm -hmm. actually saying. I mean, even down to saying that if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. It's a lot of other racist, racist bigoted things that uh, Joe Biden have said especially as it pertains to the black community. And he have not been called out on that, except by Diamond and Silk, of course. But, you know, it is what it is. And we, as American citizens, we have to speak out about this and, and against this here and wonder where's the media at talking about this? Because had this been President Donald J. Trump, all fences and chains would have broke loose. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, I'm not sure what I think of Joe Biden behind a steering wheel. He has a hard time reading a teleprompter, navigating stairs, can't handle softball questions from the press. When do you think the last time is he actually was behind a steering wheel legitimately? I don't know. Do we have his license? <laughs> do we have his driver's license? I mean, I really, really don't know. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I look at him as being a little incompetent yeah. and um, uh, incoherent and, and, and yeah. he can't, I don't think he can function properly without the guidance of someone. I believe someone was in the car with them and they were, thank God for that. Yeah. But I don't know when the last time Joe Biden even drove his own vehicle. I mean, and it's just like all of his little speeches, they're all scripted and this right here was also scripted. 
Yeah, probably autopiloted or something. Who knows? Right. All right, there's another story I want to get to with both of you. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot says that she will not give interviews to white reporters, only, quote-unquote, reporters of color. Now, listen, I don't know why anyone would want to interview her anyway, if I'm honest, so I won't be making that request. But what do you all think of that comment? Well, my thing is, does she think that the black reporters are going to give her a chance? Because a reporter is a reporter. They there to uh, get the dirt, dish the tea, yeah. sip on the tea. They want to know the details, whether they're black or white. But I think it's a sad day in America when we have a black mayor who says, hey, I only want to talk to black reporters and not talk to all reporters. Yeah. So I think it's a sad day in America. But that's what we're dealing with. The segregation is real. That's when you right. take it, you want to ostracize, demonize, and vilify white people and blame them for everything that's wrong in this country, I think that that's wrong. When you want to demonize a race of people because uh, of slavery and you want to take us back to the to the Jim Crow days, yeah. I think that that's wrong. And we all as Americans need to speak out about it. Here's the deal. If you don't want to talk to all reporters, how about you talk to no reporters that's and they right. just report what they feel about you? And, and even as a black woman, that's racist. That's a racist statement to make. Um, it's a racist uh, uh, to be in that type of demeanor of just talking to only black people. If a white person would have said, I'm only going to talk to oh. white people, all fences and chains would have broken loose. I mean, it's a double standards and the hypocrisy is real here. Right. Um, when I Great look point, at uh, this particular mayor, uh, she's actually not just light foot, but she's on the wrong foot especially when it comes down to <laughs> Chicago and all of the different things that's happening right there in Chicago. So I think it's a sad day in America when you have a when you have black people, the, the very people mm. that's already screaming systemic racism and racism that are the ones being racist. Mm. Yeah, we know that what she said was definitely racist and you point out a lot of reasons why, but a lot of young people out there. That's what I worry about. They've been conditioned to believe in the systemic racism, almost like a religion. And unfortunately, I think in a lot of ways, it is replacing uh, what was faith for a lot of us growing up. I know your faith means a lot to you. So I wanted to give you a chance to speak to what has almost become a religion of identity politics in, in the younger generation. Well, it's an ideology that's being instilled in, into our young people yeah. to hate your country, to hate God, to not be patriotic. Let me tell you something. Our young people, you know, they didn't grow up in slavery. You didn't pick cotton. Right. I mean, they didn't. They don't. The things that they are advocating for are the things that they've never experienced. You know, when you take uh, uh, and you want to get rid of capitalism mm -hmm. and rank in socialism, that's going to turn into communism. Right. Well, you've never lived through a communism and socialism. You know, you say we are the land of the free, the home of the brave. Okay, you want to obtain the American dream. You can't obtain the American dream by bringing in socialism or bringing these these type of ideology that's, that's going right. to take from one man and give to and distribute it to everybody else. That's right. I mean, so this is really it's it's sad. Yeah, it's and, sad what's being instilled in our in our children. Go ahead. But what needs to happen is. It's time for the parents yes. to start talking to your to your to your children. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mm -hmm. allow my child to go to a school or to an institution where they can be radicalized right. with this ideology and by the time they graduate, 
they radical and they acting like uh, terrorists That's in right. our country. Especially with them wanting to instill the critical race theory, which is nothing but a theory. It's not even uh, built upon facts. It's somebody's theory that they want to take and put into and instill into our children for them to hate America hate our country and hate themselves. Mm. But once again, it's up to we, the American people, to speak out against that, rise up against that. And when I say rise up, I'm not talking about burning down your neighborhoods. I'm talking about open up your mouth and say, no, we're not gonna have that. No, my child, I don't want my child learning that. Well, so it's time mm, for us to right. rise up. And, whether you, and I don't care what your skin color is. That's right. This type of ideology is dangerous. Very it's dangerous, dangerous for our young people. It's dangerous for our country. And we got to speak out against it. That's right. That's right. All right, so we don't have much time left, but I'm so glad you're here for this special part of the show, Diamond and Soap, because it's time for our meme of the day. This one shows an aerial view of the White House, and it looks about right, doesn't it? Because uh, that Biden clown show is definitely a circus. Only about 30 seconds, but I want to give you a chance to comment. Oh, yes, it's a circus, all right. <laughs> There's a circus going on right up under our noses. Yep. People need to ba pay attention. Uh, and, and if you, you play with the clown, you're going to win uh, uh, circus prizes. That's, that's right. To happen, and that's what's happening now. A man that's that stayed in the basement uh -huh. is now running the show, and it's a clown show. That's right. So, listen, put your little party hats on. This is what we're dealing with now. <laughs> Diamond and Silk, you're the best. Thanks for joining me. Thanks to everybody else here. Stay tuned. And hug the children, love your God. Go boldly now, live the truth.